It's episode 105 of a crazy little thing called Love Dev. It's a comedy podcast brought to you by me, Love Dev. Today's episode is Trousers Down. How is everyone? I thought I'd do another podcast because I'm free. <laughs> Hello. Hope you're all well. Yeah, I've had a good a good week, shall I say. But did some new material the other night at a place called the Victoria Pub in Birmingham. It's run by Egan's Comedy Club. A chap named Alex Egan runs the night. And it's fantastic. Do you know what? I wasn't expecting many in. But being a Monday, sorry, a Tuesday. It wasn't a Monday. It was a Tuesday. (laughs) Not that anyone cares. I care. Tuesday night in Birmingham and the room was full. It was that full. I had to get extra seats out. (laughs) It was really good fun, man. Um, I tried some new bits out about arranged marriage. And there's some potential in it. It still needs work. I was quite pleased with it. Did stuff about my dad thought I was a homosexual. <laughs> and that really worked. I'm quite pleased with that. So yeah, I've just I've just been busy. I don't have any gigs this weekend, unfortunately. Hopefully something will come along uh soon. <laughs> but yeah, man, so a couple of weeks ago I went to an event at the NEC in Birmingham and it was an anime con. <laughs> and my daughter really wanted to go like I said to her you can go it's fine I'll take you and then she said oh one of my friends wants to go as well so I bought her a ticket as as well and um, got there on the train which was so convenient I'm telling you man just jump on the park for free at Marston Green Station <laughs> and then catch a train which is only one stop it's brilliant <laughs> And uh, yeah, anime con is totally di- something different, isn't it? It's not really for me because I'm not really into anime. I used to watch a lot of manga when I was younger, but I don't really watch it as much now. I don't watch much TV to be honest. But yeah, so um, I took her there, and it was there was loads of people dressed up, <laughs> and my daughter wanted to dress up, and I did buy her um, an outfit, but unfortunately, because she's a big girl. <laughs> It didn't fit her, so she was gutted. But um, yeah, it was it was all right. There was one boss there, like a little mini boss, and um, it, they do like games. And I just stayed in there to be honest. But it was absolutely boiling in there, so I couldn't stay in there that long. <laughs> I just kept walking around. I found this stall, and this guy was selling t-shirts. Right, fiver for a t-shirt, and I was like, that's that's not bad, isn't it, for a fiver? So I found one, and it's I'm actually wearing it today, funny enough. It's a blue T-shirt, right? And it's got, like, a wolf on it. It's like a beast, but, like, he's got really big fangs. And, you know, he looks like a, a character from one of the animes. And the guy said, um, oh, yeah, he said he, he he's, a, he's like a villain. He said, yeah, it's like an anime series, and he's, a, like, a villain in it. And I thought, all right, so I bought it. <laughs> 
And uh, there was another one like, with a scary face on it. And I thought, all right, then I'll have it. Because <laughs> I felt bad for him. But then he told me that I said, I'm really into my gaming, to be honest. And he said, all oh, right. He said they do a festival here. It's called Insomnia. It's a gaming festival. And I'd never heard of it. <laughs> so when I got home, I bought a ticket. Right. So I'm going to take my son this time. So me and my son are going to, uh, uh, it's called Insomnia Gaming Festival, and it's in uh, September. And I can't wait for that, man. I'm really, really, I really can't wait for that. <laughs> so that should be a lot of fun. So I'm going to move swiftly on to the next bit of the podcast, and that is Ask the UK. Today's question has been posted by someone called PBR794. <laughs> Before I actually get to his question, I've been getting trouble with the software that I'm using to record this podcast, right? (laughs) So what it's doing, it will record for like a minute and then it will stop. So I had to pause the recording, sort it out, and hopefully it will start working now because I can't keep repeating myself on the same question, can I? If You know what I mean. (laughs) Basically, when I talk, I record... And then I talk, it's not recording. So I'm doing like two or three minutes and then it's... Anyway, forget all that. Let's crack on. (laughs) I'm just getting annoyed. Let's crack on with the show and it is Ask the UK. Today's question has come all the way from PBR7994. And his question is, or their question is, what are people's thoughts on self-checkouts? Well... My thought is, there's good and there's bad, I suppose, isn't there, with the self-checkout. Obviously, the bad is it's taking over people's jobs. Um, People are more reliant on stuff now. I feel like the world is all, it's quick, it's easy, it's it's get it on the spot. Quick, go, yeah, don't speak to anyone, you're just talking to a machine. I talk to the machine sometimes. (laughs) Please scan your item. Yep, just done that, thanks, Bab. Next one, that's what I do. I suppose that's the only bad stuff. Obviously, self-checkouts can go wrong at times. You know, it won't scan a certain item. Then you got to punch in the barcode, which takes even longer. <laughs> and then the worst one is when you've bought, like, say, something like an energy drink. I always buy energy drinks sometimes, and then I have to get authorization. So I always tease the um, the shopkeeper. I'll go... Oh, look at it. It's it's teasing me again, asking me for my age. Oh, what is this like? <laughs> I remember I did, I did when I went to Edinburgh, I went to this shop, right, and this young lad, he wasn't a self-checker, he was a proper geezer. And he's, he asked me for ID. I've got a beard. He wanted ID because I'm buying alcohol. I was like, mate, do you want me to unzip my trousers? <laughs> You can check for yourself to see if I am, you know, an adult. <laughs> I mean, he was sixteen. I don't, I don't know, I don't know why he asked me. To be honest, no idea. Really strange. Yeah. So I mean, self checkouts were great at the start, weren't they? Because nobody used to watch them. So when I used to buy some, I'd go beep beep. I throw that one in the bag. Next beep beep. <laughs> That's what you have to do. Um, yeah, not really a massive fan of them, but if it's something that I need to get in and out and I've only got like two or three items, I'll probably use it. But yeah, I prefer talking to a human. 
I think they've got them in Aldi's now, actually. They've got them in my local Aldi. So uh, the good thing about that is you can take your time packing your bags. Because <laughs> in Aldi, they just throw it at you. And it, they don't even care, man. Like, I have a system. I've already mentioned this. All the heavy goods going first. I get my bags set up and ready, man. I'm ready for it, man. Like a fight. So I get all my heavy stuff, throw it in the bag, lighter stuff at the top, eggs go last, bang, and the bread and milk. They go last, not the milk, the bread. You know what I mean. So yeah, the good thing is this is recording and it hasn't stopped. <laughs> I'm keeping my eye on it and it's still recording. So I think I've fixed the issue, hopefully. Right then, I want to know what's he put. He's put, I'm just honestly curious to see what other people's thoughts are on them. I've found so many times I'll go to the shop and there's a queue of five plus people waiting for a person on the till when there's a row of free self-checkouts next to them. I don't really understand the reluctance some people have to use them. Basically, what I'm asking is why do people choose not to use a self-checkout if it could be quicker? Right, that's his question. I should have read all that first, didn't it? Probably because some of the people... Could be older generation. They're not very good with new technology. Not everyone is tech savvy. And, you know, like I said, some people like to engage with a real person. <laughs> That's probably what it is. I think I had a conversation with this woman at Morrison's, right? I said to her, I was going to use a self-checkout, but then I thought I want to use a real human being. <laughs> and she started laughing. I said, plus it keeps you, you know, keeps you in a job, doesn't it? Because next, I said soon, the whole world will be taken over by robots. I said, you won't even be sitting here. It'll be some frigging robot packing the shelves. <laughs> it's happening, people, man. It's happening. I actually had a joke about self-checkouts. Uh, what was it? Oh, yeah, I took my missus for the scan, right? Tesco's weren't impressed. <laughs> she come up as chicken nuggets. <laughs> That's a joke. I don't really do it very often, but I do like that joke. It just reminded me of that self-checkout. What have people put about this question? Someone's put, I will always choose self-checkout over a manned till. I will always choose scan and shop over self-checkout. Okay, what someone else has put. If there's shops or anything like my local large Asda, which is a supermarket, also known as Walmart for you Americans, there's only one person checking the self-service till and they often have to go off to the aisle to find the price of the product. <laughs> That's true, that is. That was scan, leaving no staff around within the range of a wave. Or they were just standing awkwardly. I don't know. I wasn't there. Well, that's true. If something doesn't scan through, then they have to go and run out into the aisle to check what it is. I forgot about that. That happens a lot at self-checkouts. <laughs> that does happen a lot yeah I'm not a fan of them here's a funny one I remembered a couple of weeks ago I was in London I was doing this gig yeah and you know like as com as comics we always get people that will come up to us afterwards right and they'll say stuff like uh, oh I like that bit that you did I've got a memory and then they'll tell us a story or something yeah or they'll give us like a topper I've had I've had a few of them yeah, yeah, here's one for you. Because I do a lot of puns, right? It's always the dads that come up to me afterwards. <laughs> that want to give me a tip. But one night, I was in London, as I was saying, and I was at this gig. 
And this bloke come up to me, right, and he went, I went, oh, he said, um, he said, I'm trying to get into stand-up comedy. I do a bit of acting, but I want to get into comedy. And I was like, all right. I said, well, you're in London. You're in the perfect place. You guys have loads of open mic nights. Why don't you apply for one? And he was like, oh, can you get me a spot now? Of the one that the gig that you're on? I said, no, not really. It's a professional night. <laughs> he said, can you speak to the bloke then who runs it and see if you can get me on? I said, I'll have a word with him, but I don't know if he's going to get you on, mate. Anyway, I spoke to James, who owns the gig, right? And he said, oh, him. He said, I know who he is. He always comes in here and he always asks for a spot. And he's like, I just ignored him. And I was like, okay. So I went back out and I said, oh, he said, try somewhere else. Yeah. <laughs> and he was like, oh, he always does that. And then anyway, he goes, um, he goes, oh, can I, can I do a bit of material on you, right? I thought, oh, God, here we go. I said, go on then. He ended up doing 10 minutes. He'd done a 10-minute set in front of me. <laughs> and a lot of it was like poetry comedy. It was really weird. And you know when you want to leave, but you can't leave? Because <laughs> his mates were there. I couldn't believe it. I never felt so awkward in my life. <laughs> Here's geezers doing a 10-minute set. And then, luckily, someone come and interrupted us, right? And I thought, right, now's my chance to escape. And because um, he went to the toilet and I was like, all right, everyone, I've got to go now. See you today. I, ha I had to get out of there. I can't believe I stood there for 10 minutes <laughs> and listened to the whole thing. And then after every punchline, he'll go, is that good? Is that good? And then he'll carry on. And I was like, mate, you, you, oh, that's not how comedy works. <laughs> I wonder if buskers do that to each other. <laughs> do they go, hey, mate, can I play this song? Can you let me know if I'm any good? <laughs> Hilarious, man. Right then, I'm going to move swiftly on, as always, onto the No Stupid Questions, one of my favourite part of the podcast. So today's post has been put up by... Pretend drop 8039 and his question is people whose butt cracks regularly hang out of their pants do you notice or do you not care? <laughs> now my butt cracks always showing. I mean I'm a little bit overweight shall we say. I've lost a bit but you know beforehand I was always showing my butt crack out <laughs> and it's really embarrassing you know like when I have parties and stuff my pants will always fall down. Once I remember being at a party and my auntie said to me, you need to cover that frigging ass up. You keep showing everyone you've got a hairy butt. Talking about hairy butts, this weird news story, which I'm about to do right now, involves hairy butts and trousers. I think it comes all the way from the United Kingdom because I've read briefly a little bit about it. <laughs> Today's weird news story, wait for this, is nurse having an affair with a patient failed to call 999 when he died with his trousers down. <laughs> That's right. A nurse having an affair with a patient failed to call 999 when he died with his trousers down. Bit like the film, isn't it? Trousers down. Falling, falling down trousers. Anyway. An NHS nurse who took part in a sexual relationship with a patient failed to call an ambulance when he died in the back of his car with his trousers down <laughs> during a secret late-night rendezvous. 
a disciplinary committee had heard. Shout out to Penelope Williams is the nurse that had been having an affair with the dialysis patient when he suffered a heart failure while they were together in a hospital car park. <laughs> Miss Williams, who had hidden the relationship from her managers, failed to call 999 and instead rang a colleague who turned up and performed CPR. <laughs> It's all right. I'm not going to bother calling an ambulance. Just just call your best mate, innit? <laughs> it's like when you got a flat tire and you just ring up one of your pals to come and sort it out. No, don't bother with the RAC. I'll just call me mate. This guy's having a having a <laughs> heart attack, and she's gone to call him. Now the nurse has been struck off by the nursing and midwifery council, who warned she had brought the nursing profession into disrepute. <laughs> The panel heard Miss Willie um, started working for the Betsy Cadwalder University, which is in North Wales, as a registered nurse in a renal hemodialysis unit in October 2019. Her patient is known only as patient A. That's what the NHS do. We give patients A, B, C, whatever. We don't dis- disclose their names. We'll call him Andrew. Patient Andrew... Was one of the unit's regulars. Oh yeah, but he was. Miss Williams and patient A, a.k.a. Andrew, began her relationship in January 21 and she did not tell her bosses about it. <laughs> the panel was told. In January the following year, a colleague known only as Colleague One, we'll call him Colleague Rogue One, received a phone call from Miss Williams who was crying and distressed and asking for help because someone has died, the committee heard. <laughs> the colleague told her to call an ambulance, but Miss Williams failed to do so, the panel was told. <laughs> it's probably because of the shame in it. The colleague later arrived at the student nursing car park at Spire Private Hospital in Wrexham where she met Miss Willie Ams and could see patient Andrew in the back of her car with his trousers down. <laughs> the committee was told, Colleague Rogue One went to check patient Andrew, who was unresponsive, so she called 999, asking for the police and the ambulance before starting CPR, the panel heard. He died from heart failure <laughs> and chronic kidney disease. Triggered by a medical episode. Yeah, that was meeting up with Miss Williams too many times. That's what happened. <laughs> the committee was told. Miss Williams, talk of the devil, initially told police that patient Andrew had sent her a message on Facebook explaining he was unwell. <laughs> so she came to see him. I bet he got a bed buff. But she later admitted she and patient Andrew were in a relationship and... She said they had previously arranged to meet at the car park that evening. During a formal meeting with the managers, Miss Williams claimed that she met with patient A and they sat in the back of his car, oh yeah, just sat in the back for 30 to 45 minutes just talking. (laughs) With his trousers down. Maybe she was talking to his trousers. Mrs. Williams, oh, she's a missus now. She was a miss before. Denied any relationship. She further explained that patient A, also known as Andrew, 
started groaning. Oh, he's getting a bit um, raunchy now. And then suddenly he died. <laughs> the health board carried out a disciplinary hearing in May 2022. And Miss Williams admitted to having an intimate relationship with patient A, a.k.a. Andrew, <laughs> which she did not disclose her to her employer. The health board panel expressed concerns that Mrs. Williams did not call an ambulance following patient Andrew's collapse, even when colleague Rogue One advised her to, and then the fired her. <laughs> Do you know what? I see a lot of that in the NHS. Nurses or female staff mainly sleeping with the patients. Believe it, I've seen it, man. <laughs> that's a no goal boundary I'm telling you you don't cross that line she obviously did she didn't care <laughs> she went below the belt <laughs> she went below the belt <laughs> god I love making myself laugh the committee concluded that nurses behaviour breached guidance on clear sexual boundaries and struck her off from the register the panel said Mrs. Williams had acted to put patients at risk of harm by failing to contact emergency services when the patient became unwell and when prompted by her colleague. <laughs> Mrs. Williams has brought the nursing profession into disrepute and breached one of the fundamental tenets of the profession by engaging in an intimate relationship with a patient in a breach of guidance on clear sexual boundaries. <laughs> there you go. That was today's weird news story. I actually enjoyed that. <laughs> Trousers down. <laughs> Hope you enjoyed that as well. Uh, remember to keep sharing and liking the podcast. If you are listening to this, thank you very much. And remember, folks, don't sleep with your patients. I'll see you for the next episode. Uh, uh.